Learn more about the albums you love with Dissect, a music analysis podcast hosted by me, Cole Kushner, a lifelong musician and composer. Each season of Dissect dives deep into a single album, forensically dissecting the music, lyrics, and meaning of one song per episode. Our newest season is covering Tyler the Creator's Igor, a beautifully honest album in which Tyler explores love, communication, masculinity, and truth. Listen to Dissect today only on Spotify, because great art deserves more than a swipe. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Pondering the Bagel with Tom. Oh, the paradox of the bagel. Tis crunchy yet soft. Tis filling yet has a hole. Tis a vehicle for spreads, but only travels from toaster to plate. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. Cold open question of the week, Cass. What's up, Dave? What is your number one Thanksgiving food? Ooh. I don't want to go the easy route and go mac and cheese, but... I'm going to go the easy route and go mac and cheese. <laughs> uh, it's got to have... be baked. Uh, and uh-huh. the, the person who cooks the mac and cheese has to have an inordinate amount of arm flab on her arm. Mm-hmm. Like she's got to have like a good amount of like maybe just a smidge of, smidge of diabetes. Like I got to know you're a little, <laughs> your mac and cheese, like I got to know you're just like a little bit unhealthy. Like if you're like, like if the person making my mac and cheese has abs, uh, there's no way I'm, I'm eating it. No way. She has to have some corns on her feet, some arm fat on her arms, See? and she got to look a little diabetic. Yet another to reason to hate Austin Theory. He can't make your mac and cheese. <laughs> Although his arms, arms are pretty big. Not arms flabby. are pretty big, but it's got it's got to uh, get it's got to get a little twirl twirl. What about you, bro? Oh man, I got so many things. I, I, it's just so hard for me. So my wife's doing the turkey, my mom's doing the sides, my mother-in-law's yeah. doing the desserts. We got the whole thing mapped out. The last minute, I was like, "Hey, mom, what are we? What, so what are the? What's the side lineup?" And it's most everything that I grew up with, but she's doing sweet potatoes instead of mashed potatoes. And I was just like, "You can't." I feel like this happens every year. At the last minute, I'm just like, "No, no, no you got to do just like a single serving of mashed potatoes because it's the most important part." to glue everything on my plate together. Yes, yes. I got to have every spoonful is at least a quarter mashed potato. So in some ways, that's the most important thing. But if I had to do one, it's my mom makes this. I mean, it's not unique to her, but this killer uh, uh, corn pudding. It's just Ooh. like corn and like eggs, you know, but it's just, it tastes like corn casserole sort of. It's just the best. It's just corn. It tastes amazing. It's I could eat like 45 plates of it. It's, it's unbelievable. <laughs> Brian, producer Brian. You got an answer? Ooh, mac and cheese. Mm. Long as it's cooked in the oven and the top is nice and crisp with the cheese. Yes. Yes. You gotta have a little bit of brown on it. I'm good. Got a little bit mm-hmm. of crunch. Definitely. <laughs> if you don't got a little bit of crunch, I can't I can't mess with it. Can't mess with it. <laughs> Guys, Wait, double, I think I've double, been outvoted here. Second, second cold open question of the week, Dave. And this could yeah. be quick. Yeah. How long do you hold down the leftovers? 
in the refrigerator? Yeah. Like, like how long? Uh, how long am I allowed to keep them in the refrigerator? How long? Like, are you doing? Are you a Monday's leftover guy? Like by Monday, Tuesday, it's got to be out. Yeah. Or? Uh, my wife gets rid of it before it even crosses my mind. Mm. Um, although I'm a little bit particular. I don't know, man. I mean, my favorite <laughs> is I love the turkey, but the turkey's gone within a day. You know, like with the, like we'll give some of it away. Whatever we got to do. And then the leftovers, man, some of those leftovers work for breakfast. Some of them work for, you know, snacks. Some of them mm. work for dinner. I don't know. They, they just don't last very long, no matter how many you have. But yeah, by, by Tuesday, they, they should probably be, be moving <laughs> along. Anyway, let's start the show. What's going on, jabronis? It's Pitch Mr. Perfect, Skylar Aston. Hey, this is Bruce Pritchard. This is Roast Battle Season 1 champion, Mike Lawrence. Husky, Steve Kazee. This is Trey Kirby. This is your girl, WB superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hi, this is Lillian Garcia. My name's Kevin Owens. I'm Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening to the And you're listening you're to listening to and you are listening to the and you're listening, you're listening to You are listening to the Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. Welcome to the Masked Man Show with Kaz. Uh, our able producer. John Kerm is out today. He's being replaced at this hour by Brian Waters. How are you guys doing today? You ready for Survivor Series War Games 2023? I am ready for Survivor Series War Games 2023. Uh, I uh, did an episode of The Bump oh, I today, saw that. yesterday, which was really fun and got me really excited for War Games. Kicking it with uh, Machine Gun, Big LG. Shout out to Mia Yim, a.k.a. Meechin. Uh, all those guys. It was fantastic. But yeah, one of my favorite, favorite pay-per-views growing up. I'm glad it's got a little bit more uh, chutzpah this year with the war game sort of thing. So it's going to be tight. I'm looking forward to it. I had one note this week, which is I didn't want to talk about Mia Yim's non-name change. And then you brought it up. So now we got to talk about it. Now but, we got to so talk she, about it. Did, what, was the idea that she changed her name and the reception to it was so bad that they were just like, nah, it was just supposed to be a nickname. Or like, what happened? Yeah, so I, so it's kind of a name and it's kind of a nickname. Uh, when she was on the show, uh, she really talked about um, how it was a nickname that was really given by her mom, which means crazy in Korean. Mm. And uh, it's a way to give back to her heritage and, and kind of give back to her her family. So um, I'm mad at it. Mi Chin, Mi Yim, it's all good. I think uh, she, she rationalized it with everybody in the OC has a nickname. I think there's Uncle Alan. There's Big LG, there's Machine mm -hmm. Gun. So I guess Meechin is her nickname. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that's where they <laughs> they went with it. That's I'm not awesome. mad at it, though. I'm not, I'm not as, it's not like scripts. <laughs> no offense <laughs> scripts. Well, we're going to, the point of the show was to do our uh, Survivor Series picks. But if you want to talk scripts. Uh, I don't want to talk. <laughs> I don't want to talk. Let's get what, was a better, what, what was a more confounding debut after the build? Scripts or Funkasaurus Brodus Clay? <laughs> Yo, here's the thing. I don't even think it was so much the debut. That mask was just... Because I like Reggie. I think Reggie's dope. I think he brings something unique as far as his... Uh, First of all, I don't know who you're talking about. Scripps is... Oh, scripts. I think... Um, anyway, but they, yeah. But, but they just did weeks <laughs> of like... He was doing like... Uh, like he was an anarchist. He was doing like property damage and stuff. Yeah, and then yeah. he shows up and he like is conducting music. Or I guess he's writing... He's writing scripts. Writing with ink in his... Yeah. 
gosh. It's confusing. Confusing I'll tell you this, to say man. the least. Uh, I'm, <laughs> it's hard for me to be down on certain... Not, I'm not even down on it. I was just very confused like most of you. I wasn't watching NXT as it was happening. I was watching Ben Simmons return to Philly. And so the first thing I saw was that mask. And I was just like, what the hell is this? <laughs> you know, like real... Genuinely, not even on some like, oh man, this is terrible. I was just like, yo, what the hell is this? Uh, but... Fix the mask. That's my biggest thing. Like, I'm sure this could be something. If you, if I had watched that show on mute, obviously with no like word graphics either, never in a million years would I have thought that that was scripts. Like that was who we've been building to with these like spooky video packages. It just doesn't make any sense. I can't even imagine him wearing a black hoodie over the outfit he wore. He was wearing. Like yeah. it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Anyway. It's, uh, yeah. Scary times, but yes, Survivor Series. Sorry, scripts, Reg. Uh, two more quick, two things I do want to say yay about of NXT. One, Dijak is back. Mm. Actually, this is one big long thing. Dijak is back. He's terrorizing Wesley, who is awesome, who beat Carmelo Hayes clean in mm. the North American title match. Um, Probably this means bigger and better things for Carmelo Hayes, but just want to give a quick shout out to that freaking whatever Hurricane Rana Bulldog thing that Carmelo mm. does. Like that, that is the sickest move. It's not even a finisher. That's like that's like the first time I saw like a running power bomb. I was just like, holy crap, what a good like it's just so fun. But yeah, Carmelo Hayes on to bigger and better, we think. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. I think he's ready. I think he's ready for the big time, man. So or at least uh NXT championship run you know or or championship what? uh you know contest i guess but we'll see we'll see i'm we a big carmelo do, and trick he's guy. so good he's yeah. so good we'd probably get more clicks if we did a ranking of the five worst matches of carmelo hayes career <laughs> because that's the one where like the reveal would be a mystery he every match is so good i, I mean, think we need to do more uh just shitting on it like guys that <laughs> would, like that should be like our hook right like Guys that we think are so good. Like, if we went and was like, let's count down the five worst Kenny Omega matches or the five worst. Right? Everybody knows the hits. Let's talk mm -hmm. about let's talk about the ones that were shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so we'll see. I the think five, that's a, yeah, put it, the put five it in the moments I almost lost faith in Kenny Omega. <laughs> put um, it in the box, Brian. I think it'll get us some clicks. So yeah, Survivor Series, War Games. This is coming up on Saturday. It's a big holiday festivity. Mm -hmm. Um what do you want to do? You just want to run through the card? Let's just get right into picks. Let's get right into the card, man. Let's do it. Right now, we got how many matches are announced? Six matches? Uh, five, five matches, matches. looks like, yeah. Um, obviously, there's been some winking at other stuff. We're recording this before SmackDown, obviously. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. So we don't know if they're going to announce anything. That'll come into play a couple of different times throughout this. It would be... It wouldn't shock me if we saw a, you know, Bray Wyatt, LA Knight match thrown in here. Although... Obviously, LA, LA Knight's incredible, working the sort of cannon fodder role in this feud. And one presumes he's yeah. just going to get obliterated or join a <laughs> cult. I'm not quite sure. But, like, you know, I guess it would shock me if they if they pushed it right out on the card and had him lose clean and whatever. But eh, it wouldn't surprise me that much because that's the job he's been given. <laughs> um, so let's just go into the matches we know about. Let's AJ Styles versus Finn Balor. Leader of the uh, OC versus leader of Judgment Day. These guys have been going at it for a while. Um, judge, uh, let's we can let, let's go through the the checklist here. Judgment Day lost 
on Monday night mm-hmm. to um, the Brawling Brutes, et cetera, that, to, to that squad. So it's, so they have, it's unrelated, but I could see them t- taking that L because they knew they were going to get a big W on Saturday. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, although, you know, you hung out with the OC. I don't know if you have any inside information this is a really weird one because it I is feel a weird like one. because I feel like you can make the case for the both both sides need the win. Both guys are a little bit lost proof. I'm gonna go with Finn Balor here strictly because I buy the Finn Balor's due for a push in 2023 uh, narrative. Yes. So uh, I think this Dave, is probably the start of it. Dave, have you ever been in a gang? <laughs> well. Uh, <laughs> Um, I don't think so. I mean, I bet, you know, I, I, not to the best of my knowledge. Some people, you know, would have called uh, yeah, the, the, the some of the wrestling freight groups I've hung out with gangs. I, uh, I've, I've, I've never been in a gang, but I know many people who have been in gangs. Uh-huh. And one thing that's common with all gangs, and I'm not just talking about any old gang. I'm talking, you know, thugs. <laughs> and uh, even in wrestling groups. Mm-hmm. The one thing that they all have in common, wrestling, whatever, that they always have a young boy. And that young boy always needs to get his stripes somehow, mm-hmm. right? Amongst this group of constituents, the OC and the Judgment Day, Dominic is the young boy. Sure. Dominic's got to get his stripes. Dominic's got to do something to really endear himself, not just to the Judgment Day, but to the rest of the WWE. And AJ Styles and Finn Balor, who I feel like have been circling each other for the past four years now without really touching outside of that uh-huh. one uh, non-canon pay-per-view when everyone got like the stomach flu. Um, it feels like these two were destined to to be so evenly matched that something's going to be the difference there. And I think Dominic's going to be the difference. I think Dominic is going to be someone who gets in AJ's way and prevents him from coming out victorious. On top of mm-hmm. the fact that I think the Finn Balor push is real and it's spectacular and it's needed. And uh, the Judgment Day push is real and spectacular and is needed. The OC has been here before. The OC was brought here to do the job, it feels like, and, and, and accentuate the Judgment Day. In my eyes, I could, be, I could be wrong, but in my eyes. I'm going with Finn Balor on this one. I think Finn is going to be uh, the one who comes out on top. Brian, you got a pick? I'm going to go with Finn Balor. I've been picking against the Judgment Day for the whole year. And you've been wrong every time. <laughs> yeah, actually, I should say I started picking them and then they was losing. And then when I picked against them, they won. So 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 do I'm, me a favor and pick AJ. <laughs> uh, <laughs> listening to Kaz, it makes sense. I think uh, Balor was this. Um, yeah. All right, moving on. Let's see. Where do you want to go next? Ronda Rousey versus Shotzi for Ooh. the SmackDown women's title. I thought oh. I saw somebody... To, one of these websites that make stuff up. I mean, and, and they weren't. They <laughs> you mean weren't all trying, of them? No, 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 no. They're not. This wasn't someone reporting fake news. It's someone saying like, here's some wild ideas of what might happen. Like mm. there were some surprises. 
But they they suggested that this get somehow converted into a tag team match on SmackDown. That we go, um, that we go Ronda with Baszler and Raquel joining up with Shotzi, which actually is much more interesting than a title match because I don't think anybody's confused uh, into thinking that Shotzi's going to win the belt. Dip is yeah, so, he's on cheap heat. Well, wait, Dip was on cheap heat. I t- how did I miss this? I, I like I was there. I was hanging out with them at the beginning of cheap heat. I didn't realize Dip. Dip he, he made a run in towards the end of the oh, show. Okay, <laughs> um, I think that there is a disconnect between the way that the office sees Shotzi and the way that most fans, at least smart fans like us, see Shotzi. So I think she's probably closer to someone who uh, to being someone who could take the belt than I give her credit for, and I'll eagerly admit that. But I don't think there's any way she's winning a one-on-one fight at the Survivor Series. I just don't mm. see it. I don't mm. know. What I don't do see think, it guys? either. I think I think Ronda's uh, got a little bit more edge to her ever since her and Shanna got back together. Um, she's already kind of showing that like she's willing to do things that's a little bit more underhanded, you know. And I think she's really trying to like take out all your favorites. And she started with mm-hmm. Liv. Shotzi's next. You know what I mean? Like I think she's starting to build up a little bit of a roster of uh, of, of scalps on the women's division. And I oh, think I like Shotzi, as, 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 as impressive as Shotzi is, and as much as I love the tank, um, sometimes the lights can get too bright for a newcomer in that sort of spot. So I'm going to go with Ronda Rousey. I think she retains. Dude, I just can't wait to see Baszler and Rousey as a tag team. Yeah. We haven't Gosh, had a team like gonna that. I mean, the- they, we haven't had a legit, like, monster women's tag team since... Since Natalia and Beth Phoenix, right? I mean, mm. that like that that I mean, and, and that's obviously had, they had a very different the Glamazons. <laughs> yeah, they had a very different um, roster around them. Where right. they probably wouldn't look quite as big now as they did then. Right, uh, right. But, but this would be, I mean, just a, just a couple of bad. I mean, could you just imagine those guys versus you know Sasha and Naomi, or just like pick your like if you put them in the ring with two people who can really go, man, that could be just fantastic. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, Brian, you who you have on this one? If it, if it's a, if, if it is Shotzi versus Ronda, is it, are you, if please tell me you're taking Shotzi. <laughs> I, I gotta go with Ronda, but I do yeah. think that the match would be a lot closer than what people may think. I just don't think you go. I don't. I, I think that Kaz compared to you talking about the scout taking. I just don't think this is that much different than her than, than the last feud than the Liv Morgan feud, and I think yeah. it would be. I think it would be... Well, Shotzi's got a little backup now. I think her and Raquel Gonzalez yeah. have been uh, linked up. So I think now she's got no, somebody... No, that's, she's, no, she's got friends. Don't get me wrong. But mm. I just think it would be malpractice if somehow Shotzi is like so much more of a threat to Ronda Rousey than Liv Morgan was. I mean, I mm. get... Whatever. Anyway. Yeah, anything could happen. Uh, I would be shocked. All right. Seth freaking Rollins versus Bobby Lashley versus Austin Theory. Probably the, th- the this podcast three favorite wrestlers uh, are... <laughs> Go are all in a triple threat match for the U.S. title. It makes the cash in sort of worthwhile. Now you get a second shot at it, a second bite at the apple. If you're Austin Theory, you go. You got just got to wait for one of these other guys to just knock the other guy out. And Austin Theory's got his new edge. Bobby yeah. Lashley's got a little bit of an edge now. Seth freaking Rollins has got some edgy hair. Um, <laughs> I would honestly not be shocked if any of these guys won. I'm a little bit. I think the the thing that I'm most confused about is the arc of the Austin Theory story. Okay. It w- I think I'm picking Theory, but I also think that they'd be much better served to drag it out a little bit longer. Does that make sense? Like, I, like 
I hope that theory doesn't win, not not as a knock, not as whatever. I I I don't actually think theory is gonna. I don't know. I just think theory has better odds than the other two. I just don't put theory above fifty percent. Does that make mm. any sense? Like I think I think I I think I like theory's odds the best, but I don't think you got him at like what thirty six percent. But I would take the field <laughs> over theory. Does that make sense? Um, I don't know. I think uh, that, uh, I, yeah. I, I can totally imagine them going straight from where we where we saw him on Monday to winning. Yes, and we'd all like it, and it would be fantastic, and and everything else. They could just turn the turn the screws a little bit more in terms of him figuring out who he's going to be before they get put a, put a belt on him. But I don't know, man. I go either way on this. I've been enjoying this ride. Yeah, me too. I think this is the this is the toughest match to call because I think everybody has a claim to the United States title, right? Like, I think I wouldn't be shocked if Bobby won. Wouldn't be shocked if Seth retains. Given the past couple of weeks, wouldn't be shocked if Austin Theory wins it. But I'm going to go with Seth here because um, Seth's a babyface right now. And, you know, it's it's weird having him in this sort of babyface role. And I feel like I say this a lot in the podcast. Stop me if you heard this before. WWE will tell you exactly where they're going. You just gotta pay attention. And in yeah. the pro- and in the in the in the promo that Seth had uh, hyping up this match, he mentioned a few names. He mentioned Dawson Theory. Mentioned Bobby Lashley. He also mentioned one Cody Rhodes. It's like, oh, just in case you forgot, I put this guy on the shelf. <laughs> so let me remind you guys that I put this guy on the shelf, right? I believe that a Seth Rollins-Cody Rhodes match is the return match that we want if he's not in the Royal Rumble. And I think if you're going to have a match with him for the fourth time in one year, that has to be for higher stakes. And I think as the United States champion, as a returning Cody Rhodes, hell, Cody as the United States champ, it almost feels like that belt was made for Cody Rhodes, right? <laughs> like it almost looks like yeah. it was designed for like the American nightmare to to kind of have, you know, almost like in the, in the smoking skull belt uh, sort of thoughts. Though so I'm gonna stick with Seth Rollins only because I'm trying to foresight the fuck out of this, and you know, ghost book. A Seth Rollins Cody Rhodes match for the United States. I totally agree. I think mm. that the best case for Seth Rollins winning is Cody Rhodes getting that specific title belt, and mm-hmm. that's but that's long term booking. I also think this is a super interesting who's going to win because this isn't this this feels like it's less about who's going to win because of the narrative that these three guys have together. Mm-hmm. It's basically about which narrative thread are we going to follow going forward, right? Because like you, it's I mean, and obviously they can all coexist. Yeah, but yeah. it's kind of you're choosing between this being the number one belt on Monday Night Raw. You're kind of choosing between your A block being Seth Rollins versus the future, you know, whatever. Right, right, right. Um, Austin Theory versus himself. <laughs> right, <laughs> versus right, the right. gods, whatever. I'm using the Joseph Campbell mythology <laughs> stuff here, and then. Or or Bobby Lashley, who just sort of like you know, deserve he had that spot and lost it sort of for mechanical storytelling purposes. But like you know, there he could be he's the, he's one of the two three top guys on the show. So there's no reason for why sure. he didn't have it. Yeah, this is the match that I have the most intrigue at because, like I said, I don't there's 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 a legit uh, 
everyone has a legit case for 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 winning this title and mm-hmm. being the top guy on Monday Night Raw, you know? And if there's a way, you know, you want to continue to build this title up, if you have no plans on having a WWE championship on Raw or having a world championship on Monday Night Raw, this is a way to do it. You put three of the main guys in the competition where you really can't call it. And I can't mm-hmm. call it. So I'm going to go, yeah, I, I, it's probably going to be the show stealer. You know, when you, those matches that are on gimmick short of pay-per-views always seem like they have a lot to live up to. It wouldn't mm-hmm. shock me in the least bit if Seth, Bobby, and um, Austin Theory stole the show. And I think that's what they're trying to do. For the record, this title does share lineage with the Crockett U.S. Championship belt. Yeah, yeah. Which has been held, mm-hmm. I believe, only once by Dusty Rhodes, but twice by Dustin. So, but it, I mean, you can make the whole family trifecta happen here. Ooh. That could be the first of the thing. Um, we, pay, we pay attention on this show. Look at that. You're not going to get that sort of historical context on any other podcast. Though. Golly. No, damn it, shoes. But not with this kind of sound quality. That's Hell that's no. Right. Come on. <laughs> on sparkly Spotify quality, baby. Uh... Yeah, I mean, I'm very excited about this one. Who you got, Brian? I, I'm gonna make a case for Bobby because he's been yeah. so dominant, and I could see him walking away and Seth being the guy to chase him. Doesn't have to have a long title run. I don't even think Rollins needs a long title run, but I could see no. a situation where it's a little bit of hot potato for this belt because right now what I'm seeing is like three guys who equally have an issue with each other. And that's why mm-hmm. I think Bobby could walk out, dominate, especially after he just coming off that loss where he was PO'd at Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that's the thing. That's what makes this match so hard to call. Like everybody has a gripe, but everybody also has an out. You mm-hmm. know, like Seth has his out with Cody. Bobby has his out with Brock. I don't really know what Austin Theory has. And like, I'm, I'm with you with Dave. Like maybe he's not 34%, but I'll probably give him like 29%. Out yeah. of the three, you know? So uh, it's it's going to be a tough one to call, but I can't wait to check it out. It's going to be dope. Yeah, I'm very, very excited about this. And again, it is always interesting to see what we're going to, what, what trails we're going to follow going forward, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think, maybe we should, they should just all win. Could we just have three wins? <laughs> what if they just wrestled for a while, then they all shook hands and they're like, we agree to share the belt. We'll, we'll defend that- it every third Monday of the month <laughs> or something. Um. I, I, that's I'm not that's not that's a terrible thing. idea. Yeah, no, yeah, let's not do that. <laughs> All right, uh, we got some war games matches on the card. Yeah, mm-hmm. we do the women's war game match. Brian was asking me before we hit record if we're going to start with the women's war games match and end with the men's. I mean, that sort of seems obvious, right? Like, uh, I, I guess we got to. Do it, but like, we're probably going to end. We're definitely going to end with Roman Reigns. And the question is, do we, you know, do we do the uh, the women's war games match first or like second, third on the card, whatever, with just a little bit of a I mean, I don't know what the popcorn match is here, but, you know, you could figure something out. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess you could do war games. You could open with the triple threat, then do either AJ Balor or Rousey Shotzi, then do the women, you know, or then do, the, do, do those three matches in order, then do the women's war games match, then do a little, a little Bray Wyatt interlude. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then bring the cages back down for the men's war games match. By the mm-hmm. way, when I talked to Triple H about these matches, yes, um, I was asking him. I think this was in the interview. I mean, it was a, it's a written piece. You can go check it out. But I asked him, like, you know, about 
all the reasons why people said they wouldn't do, they, they weren't going to do a War Games match. That it would never happen. Um, when I said it, but because it would never happen under Vince because it wasn't a Vince idea. He wasn't. Right. He he didn't he didn't say no outright to that. You know, I think he was just like, well, whatever seems best for business, we would do. But when I asked him about the practical stuff, right? There's the there's two things. There's the there's the you lose seats, right? So you whatever, and and that that was actually touched on in one of the War Games documentaries. I don't know if it was the WWE did it. Did they do it the War Games documentary when they did like a like the the uh, DVD set or whatever? But I regardless, think so. yeah. there was a Dusty Rhodes interview where he was just like, yeah. I lost some front row, some floor seats, so I just made the other floor seats more expensive to make up for it. It's like, oh yeah, that's really that makes a lot of sense. All right, that's there we smart. go. <laughs> um, according to Triple H, they did. They're not actually losing any seats. It just sort of like changes the geometry of what's going on the floor a little bit, but they're not actually losing any seats. So we'll see. Um, so that's one thing. The other thing is it's harder to film, right? Yeah. I mean, it's hard. It's harder to shoot, and it's not just about the angles of the match that there's so much going on and shooting through the cage and everything else. But it's also hard to shoot every other match on the card because there's just a second ring hanging around out there that you have to kind of pretend doesn't exist. Like you're yeah. not pretending it doesn't exist, but kind of for the sake of, you know, the way that you shoot that match. Oh, you match, know you someone's probably... getting a back body drop into that second ring. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but, when you're, but when you're filming a one ring match with another ring sitting right there, you probably want to, for just for just general suspension of disbelief or whatever, you want to just sort of like limit its view on the camera, right? Right. So there's definitely. gonna it's it's so it's for those over nerds like us. It's just fun to watch and, and to watch what's going on. It kind of um, makes me wish there was like man those the one thing that I, I'm I'm kind of stickle a stickler about for this war games match. are really I think they're really missing the opportunity of not having Ricochet be involved somehow. Like if you if you want some camera angles, you want some action. You want to see yeah. people bouncing from ring to ring like a freaking uh, leapfrog or something like that. You got to get Ricochet involved. You got to get Ray involved, something like that. Scripts, uh, man. Have you heard about scri- this new guy, Scripts? They should get... <laughs> Here's the thing. Scripts will probably body that, you know? Like, yeah. He'll probably do some crazy stuff, but... Oh, as long as it like Ray's got to Ray's got to hit him with like the mask plug, like yo, like like Ray's got to pull him all to the side, like man, I I, I know a guy, bro, I got. What you. if <laughs> Ray picks like scripts or Axiom to be the new Ray Mysterio? You know, like they can pass down the mask and not Dominic. What like MF Doom? Like they're gonna pass around the mask? Like no, you think like, people Ray pick their to... nephews and like whoever else just to be like you know Ray Mysterio uh, Junior? You know, I mean, like you're to be like the number two. Ah. Uh, I was hoping they'd do it like like MF Doom or like Akon. Like, you know, Akon used to perform at a bunch a of mask? places. No, but his twin brother would perform for him. And just like, oh, hey, yeah, Akon what? is there. Yeah, his twin brother, Boo. Boo is like a huge executive in music. He used to manage Kanye, manage a bunch of people. And like in a recent podcast, he like admitted that he used to like go and perform Did as he sing Akon. to a track? Or did he just actually I think it was like you could fake it with club appearances. Like if you're in the club and like people yeah. are drunk and you know, like I don't think he was like at the garden, like trying to be Akon or something like that. But okay, I have so yeah. many things about this. One, <laughs> I remember one year way back when like Akon was in like the top five of the of the whatever Forbes like highest yeah. like, highest grossing artist because he list. managed like Gaga or something, right? Like yeah, no, like Akon the performer though, whatever he was on there. But he was like he was on there just that's when he was like in some videos and stuff. Okay. I was like how many appearing tracks. Does you got to do, and then I, I realized he was actually a writer and producer and doing all this other stuff. But still, maybe, yeah, maybe they were counting his brother when they were counting how much money he was making. <laughs> that would make a lot more sense. But also, uh, Gallagher just died. 
the famous the oh, famous wow. comedian of my childhood. And what his, a shift! <laughs> his brother was during the peak of Gallagher would go was touring as Gallagher. He they sued yeah. Gallagher sued his brother, and he had to make him change his name to Gallagher Two T O O. But that was a whole thing. It's like people, so many people wanted to see this dude smash fruit with a sledgehammer that they were willing to see a look. Too many. It's too many. You got to You got to spread it around. Yeah, yeah. Ray's definitely got a. He's got a. He's got to license out the mask and the and the, and the gig, man. Like if like, God, if Ray Phoenix ever gets sick of AEW, like how much money could you make being substitute Ray Mysterio? <laughs> Just oh my god, with the mask and everything. Well, Kalisto. Who is the dude? Who is the fake Kalisto? Sin Cara. But they were Sankara. like, well, I swear to God, if you are bored this holiday weekend, start reading the Sin Cara Wikipedia page. And, Madness. And get confused because we all know there were two Sin Caras, but did we also know that they both at various times had the same name outside of WWE before they came to WWE? And once you actually get into it, like Phil Schneider and I were like texting about this one time. It does, like you can't, None of the sentences make sense. You don't understand who they're talking about ever. It's so bizarre. <laughs> so yeah, go check that out. But he's out there. Yeah, there's a lot of guys that could do that, man. Um, those people, but the, but the but the best of the past just seem to be making a lot. They seem to be real comfortable in Mexico right now. Oh yeah, you know. Oh yeah, I'm with I don't that. think like I don't know how much money it would take like Vikingo to to go spend a couple of months in Orlando, but probably <laughs> more than they are going to pay him. Who knows? Anyway, who's going to win this women's war games match? I'm gonna go with Team Bianca. I'm gonna I'm gonna preface this pick depending on who's the mystery opponent because I feel like I got it nailed oh, yeah, down. Yeah, to we like got, yeah, two we got yeah we got so sorry. We should go through this. So yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Damage Control, Bailey, Dakota Kai, Io Sky, Nikki Cross, and Rhea Ripley, or or the we'll just call them the damage damage the damage damage whatever <laughs> right, da right, the right. damage family, and then on the on the baby face side we got Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss. Asuka, the aforementioned Mia Yim, and a TBA. Now, Brian said this to me before, and I fully agree. Mm -hmm. If it's not, I don't know who the number one option is here. Is Sasha Banks is a bigger deal than Becky Lynch? Is that what we're yeah, going to say? I would say that. Uh, but if I, got not, it, I got it nailed down to three. It's not one of those two. They better tell us who it is on SmackDown. <laughs> yeah, I think they That's are what telling Brian us on SmackDown. So, right. so they're announcing it on SmackDown. And with that sort of thought process, I was thinking probably Tegan Knox. I was like, <laughs> okay, Tegan Knox. There's history there with the Kodakai. There's history there with the War Games match. Triple H loves his NXT canon. I can see that, but I don't. That doesn't really rock my socks for like a no. Survivor Series press conference. Tegan, not listen. I'm all about in, like whatever the institutional knowledge or like whatever or the lore. I'm all yeah. about acknowledging what happened. For, I mean, sometimes not for better or worse, but more often than not, you know, yeah. especially in, like when you look at AEW stuff like that. There is nobody that has like a lower lore Q rating than Tegan Knox. Like yeah. nobody so gives no a fault shit. of her own either. No, no, but like know? nobody, but if she, but there's nothing, nobody cares what she did in NXT. Right. You know, there's no like, right. there's nothing, there's no like deep significance there. Right. I say this thing, I do care about the matches that she worked. I care about what she was doing when she was doing it, but, but she's not going to, dude, she could show up and punch anybody, any of these nine people in the face and you're not, and no one's going to be like, wait, that doesn't track with the character that I knew. No, you just don't, it doesn't matter. You know, it she won't can be matter. Whatever. Anyway, love but, Tegan Knox. Tegan Knox is, I mean, I am 
personally offended that she's not already on the roster and resign everything else. She is freaking good. And mm -hmm. I mean, just, just a total package. I don't think this is the spot for her, but maybe, you know. So uh, that being said, I had it whittled down to Becky Lynch mm -hmm. or Sasha Banks. Mm -hmm. um, I'm leaning more towards Becky. I'm leaning more towards Becky because Bianca, their story makes more sense. I feel like she's in the same boat as Kevin Owens coming back from injury. Throw me in a multi-man match where I don't have to do that much, but I can still mm -hmm. be a name and get a pop and do all that type of stuff. And I could still buy a few more weeks after war games of talking shit for a little bit until we get to another premium live event. So I'm fully healthy. So I could well, see Becky Lynch being that. Also in storyline, damage controls who took her out. Right? That so, too. So that like too. there's a whole there's all that built put into it. The other the only name you didn't mention, did we talk about this in the show last week? I forgot mm -hmm. who I was talking to about it, but it was someone on the air is Beth Phoenix. Yeah, yes, I said Beth Phoenix. I said Beth Phoenix. Oh, that was you. All right. So yes. Beth is so 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 Beth. I think is so. I guess damn. I guess those are four choices now. <laughs> yeah, I did say Beth was at the top of my leaderboard because of the Rhea Ripley history um, and the concerto and all that type of stuff. And I think she'd be a big enough. She's like right in the middle of Tegan Knox being here, Becky mm -hmm. Lynch and Sasha Banks being here. Somewhere in between is is Beth Phoenix, where it still makes sense storyline-wise. It still makes for a great team, great moment, and not for nothing. The reason why I won't think it's Sasha Banks is because I truly believe, like, this is one of the biggest stories of the wrestling year, right? Like, they're not just throwing her in there. They're not just going to toss her in there. Like, oh, surprise. And they're not going like, to do it without Naomi. I mean, I don't know that those two aren't handcuffed in like wrestling history, but they did from work what out I heard, together. From what I heard, from what I heard, they're not. Uh, from what I heard, one person is thinking one thing, another person may not be thinking the other thing. So I wouldn't Ooh. get too attached to Sasha and Naomi. I could be terribly wrong. I could be terribly wrong. Like always, I always preface myself like that. But I wouldn't be shocked if you see one come back and not the other hmm. at the same time. In addition to that, uh, what 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 really hooks me though is this press conference. There's a press conference happening after Survivor Series. Yep. Right. Mm -hmm. I kind of think you have a press conference when you have some big shit to announce or some big shit about to go down. Mm -hmm. um, not to say War Games ain't big shit and Roman Reigns ain't big shit, but we know Roman. He don't like doing press that much. Right? Like he'll <laughs> yeah. pop up, do his thing, and be out. I'm expecting a big comeback. I'm expecting a return or a big announcement at Survivor Series, mm. which will warrant that press conference. That's the only reason why I'm holding out hope for Sasha Banks and thinking that it might be Sasha. There were some fans that, Brian, did you see this? Some fans that thought they so could identify a piece of blue hair in like the silhouetted. <laughs> hooded uh pick graphic Ooh. picture so that's so people are people are now jumping the conclusion that it's sasha banks i don't know i mean i can't wait to find out um can't wait for be... sasha to come back man uh, come home well she's come out there tweeting she's she, she's doing the thing where she's tweeting like she's not coming back you well, know she's course. like she's letting you letting you buy it well of anyways course. um i'm excited because yeah she'll be back and 
Oh my god, it'll be it'll be so great. Mm-hmm. Um also, yeah, I mean Alexa Alexa and Asuka, I mean they gotta hopefully Triple H rediscovers whatever love he had for Asuka and her in NC days too. They gotta <laughs> they gotta figure that part out. And Alexa Bliss is Alexa Bliss is just in a really weird role right now for her of just sort of being the God, what is a historical comparison? She's like the like like Tommy Wildfire Rich in Crockett, sort of like where he was like, he's like the, like the most baby face, baby face, but you don't really expect him to win. And he just kind of comes out and pumps his fist and gets some cheers. But, 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 you know, he's standing next to people who are much more important than he is. That's oh, yeah. sort of where she is. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's you know, weird. They're still kind it. of like, they're still kind of like toying with the, 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 the Bray stuff too. So yeah. uh, well, I knows? like that. I like the winks, mm-hmm. but there's nothing. But if that's the most interesting thing going on with her, then that's not, not that interesting idea. <laughs> Although when they're when 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 they're when they've done the six person tags or whatever, when she's really rolling and other people are rolling too, she's a ton of fun to watch. Oh yeah, she's a good um, hot tag. Love a good hot tag. Great hot tag. Roman um, Reigns is the king of the hot tags. Though. That's speaking why I of Roman wait. Reigns, Ooh, let's get uh, to wait, it. Pick a winner. <laughs> oh wait, oh no, I pick, wait, I pick I, Team Bianca. Oh, yeah. I pick uh, I pick Team Bianca too, but most of it because it is I just used handcuffed in another sense, but it is handcuffed to my to my main event. To my next pick. But what do you got, Brian? I'm going with Team Damage. I just think yeah. I like the idea of the heels winning. And I think Rhea is going to insert her dominance here. And that's going to carry us moving forward. I think that this, that the women's match is in a lot of ways the more traditional War Games match. I mean, the point is that the heels will come out looking strong at the beginning. They won, won the advantage, as Phil Schneider capably pre- predicted on her last show. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to get their comeuppance by the end. I think it's going to be, I, I don't even think we're looking at like who can afford to lose. This is going to be like Bailey tapping clean in the middle of the ring and ending of the match. Like it's going to, you know, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be comeuppance city over here. The reason why I said that's connected to my to my next pick is because I also think there's a case the baby faces win in the women's match because the heels are going to win in the main event. They don't have to go one two, but it, it feels right. Jonathan Snowden wrote an absolutely timeless piece about Roman Reigns that ran on the Ringer.com this week. If you fantastic, it, please piece. go check it out. Please go check it out. Like real out of character interviews with Roman and with Paul Heyman about how about Roman Reigns' rise and his significance. Go check it out. One of the points that the the piece made that we've talked about a bunch of times too is that win or lose, the universe revolves around Roman Reigns, right? So it's almost, it's not, in some ways, it's not like, does team team bloodline win or does team brawling brutes, et cetera, win? No, no, it's just like, does bloodline win or does bloodline lose, right? Mm, That's mm -hmm. That's the story here. So it's either Roman and friends go over and we're just setting up now the, the the you know the royal march to wrestlemania or does sammy or jay cost the bloodline the match somehow and that become the next piece of the story does that does that i'm sound thinking right? the latter i'm thinking the latter yeah like i think i think the point of the war games match is and i've been saying this for a minute you got to get some sort of scratch on 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 the on the bloodline somehow, right? Well, um, okay. I can see it's weird. Like everybody in this match has has something to do with this Roman Reigns run mm-hmm. and the previous runs, right? Like Sheamus beat Roman Reigns for the world title at Survivor Series several years ago. 
Uh, Drew has his history. Kevin has his history. Um, and Roman doesn't have to take the pin. You know, um, it is it's elimination style, correct? Uh, no, there's no eliminations here. No, no. In the, in the war games, it's they they enter one at a time. Okay. Every, however many minutes they're saying now. And like first to a fall, right? And then once all ten members are in the match, that's when the match actually starts. Right. And then the and then whoever gets the first pin or submission at that point, that team wins. Okay, so I could definitely see uh, the motley crew of Drew, KO, the Brutes, and Sheamus winning this match because you know. It needs something, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like, and I'll go out even on the on the on the on the further limb. I feel like Sheamus is going to get the win. I feel like Sheamus and and the brawling brutes are, are kind of getting built up right now. And oh yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a this is a what we in the business call an AEW push, where they put you in a giant <laughs> match to start things off, and then they and then they work it work backwards to a one on one match. But you saw Sheamus in the ring with Roman Reigns on Monday. Like that's we're gonna get that match. I mean, we oh, should yeah, get that's that match. Happening. I don't I, actually, you know, I'm looking at I'm like looking at my imaginary calendar. I don't know if we're gonna get that match between now and WrestleMania. That would have to be what the Rumble match is if if Roman works the Rumble. Oh, it could be SmackDown. I mean, if it, I don't think he's I'm pretty sure he's working the Rumble. Well, yeah. okay, we it, sure. I don't think Roman's gonna be wrestling in a lot of matches between Saturday and the Rumble. Nah. And, even, and maybe and maybe not even until WrestleMania. I feel so, like they're uh, gonna keep that man on ice until um Black Adam shows up and mm-hmm. some eyebrows gotta get raised or something. So I would mm-hmm. do the same shit. Like, yeah, you ain't doing nothing. This is gonna be the biggest match in the history of WrestleMania. We need you good to go. So I mean if I WWE think- called you and they were like, We got the rock. 100% lockdown. We got mm-hmm. Roman Reigns 100% lockdown. Now, I can't explain why, but I have an idea and I want to make it a triple threat with you, Kazim, as the third man. <laughs> would you say yes? Or would you? <laughs> I would never rob the pro wrestling fans of that incredible triple threat. Would you want to be known forever? This is, this is one of my one of my great one of my all time. What would you do questions? If it, who's your who's your football team? I'm the New York. I'm a New York Jets fan. You're, Shout out you're Mike a Jets White. Fan? Yeah, if sadly. the Jets were in, well, they I guess they need a new starting quarterback, right? Yeah. If the Jets were in the Super Bowl, right, yes. fourth quarter, down a field goal, mm-hmm. and so and and you magically get the opportunity to play four downs as the quarterback for the team right then. Do you get to do you get immortalized as a quarterback for your favorite team? You get to be part of it. You get to be whatever, or do you? Or is it more important that you might risk them losing the Super Bowl and be and, and have that be on your on your conscience? What do you do? Because it's the Jets. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm you going for win. it, man. I'm going go for it. no. I'm taking some like snaps, yo. We run the ball, man. They get Michael Carter, James Robinson, Brees Hall. I'm like, listen. I just came off the parking lot. <laughs> I just yeah. came from my mom's couch. It's the Super Bowl. Zach, See, that's a re- Mike I think that's White, the real and Flacco all done. As yeah. crazy as it is, that's the diehard fan answer. Like, I grew up in Texas. Not a single person who grew up a Cowboys fan, they you they would, I would lead us push to the their promised mom land. into traffic to take to be the Cowboys quarterback for 30 minutes. You I know, will like, lead us to the promised land, guys. Like, give me Ryan, one. Ryan, you do the same thing? Oh, God absolutely. Damn. 
I mean, Brian's I love Lamar Brian, Jackson. Brian, but. No, no, Brian's a Ravens fan. <laughs> Putting Brian in the game might actually be a good move. You switch it up, have a pocket passer for a few minutes. You know, the defense doesn't know quite what to do. Here's my uh, thing. If you watch I'm Zach a- Wilson play this last week, I'm pretty sure I can get more than two inches of offense <laughs> and a half. So, I mean, shit. I could do it. <laughs> Give me a screen yeah. pass. Give it to Garrett that's, Wilson. That's I was so say, sad. I, I think you could nail that screen pass that he missed. Yeah, I can nail. I can. I can hit a screen pass. One thousand percent. I can run. I can run a wildcat. I'll line up on the slot. You know what I mean? Like I'll fake. I'll fake like I'm going deep or something. It's like so we'll wild. figure something out. I believe you. I believe in you, Salo. Let's do something. All right. So the answer is yes. You'd be in that triple threat, I guess. But mo- but we're way off the point here. What's going <laughs> to happen in this war games match? First of all, this is going to be this. I'm going to go ahead and make a prediction. This is going to be one of the great matches of the year. I just, I honestly got to think this is going to get four and a half plus from Meltzer. Actually, he's been pretty generous to a lot of the guys in this match. (laughs) 4.75. I think it's going to be freaking great. Um, And I think that, I mean, I just can't wait to see the story that it tells. I mean, we're all, listen, we're nerds. We're all going to talk about Sammy and KO, right? I mean, is this a moment where Sammy, does the drama between them happen in this match or does this match functionally set up the drama that inevitably will happen? Uh, same thing to say to, about Sammy and the bloodline. I don't think I was I I wasn't sure they were gonna they were gonna keep the Sammy and the bloodline angle going this long. You know, there was a lot of talk as of a month ago about whether or not Sammy would be on the other side of war games. You know, um, I don't know. I don't know that you even split them up now, man. I mean, why? Like, why not? No. You know, Sammy, Sammy, Sammy's not Sammy's Uzi getting Lucy. I mean, listen, there's a practical side of this. Sammy's getting Nussie on the house shows, you know, and he's like working a lot, some of the Roman Reigns spots on the house yeah, shows, you know, yeah. and, you, and and why not just keep that, why not just keep the fun, keep the oosiness going um, you know, for Big a little Goose, bit longer? Big Goose said it best, man. Uh, you're getting fried food, you're getting fast food everywhere. They make a filet mignon. And the best chef, arguably, in that grew outside of Paul Heyman is probably Sammy Zayn. And mm-hmm. he cooked up some magic with Kevin Owens. And like we've said, they are destined to do this forever. So whether they're against each other, whether they're mm-hmm. teaming up, I don't think it ends at War Games. I think it starts at War Games. I think we've already shown that Sammy has had a, a conflict of heart when it comes to his brother Kevin and his tribal chief Roman Reigns. And I don't know where it's going to go from there, man. But I do know it's not going to end there. I think it's just going to begin. There's a world in which this continues on forever. But I think that the, I think that the the target is KO and Sammy against the Usos at WrestleMania. Mm, I can't wait for that. Cannot wait for that. Whatever whatever Kevin Owens is into, whatever Sammy's doing, Sammy has built himself, and Kevin has built himself. It's crazy. This past year, my gosh. If you're not distracted by what Roman Reigns has been doing, you can argue that Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn have been the MVPs of WWE, you know, without even having I mean, a title. You I know was what doing mean? a top 10 wrestlers list because we're coming up on the end of the year. And I Ooh. was just like, dude, is Sami Zayn like, I mean, in WWE, by the way. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, or like, like I'm, I did it, but I did both AEW and WWE, but even combined, is it like, is Sami Zayn in the top six? Oh like yeah, say, like he's say, for say, sure, for sure, top five, for sure, top five, and 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 in the WWE definitely. If you combine in all companies, right? Okay, maybe no, no, let's, let's just let's workshop this right here. What the hell? It's a it's a holiday. Let's do it. Screw it. Come no, on. Tell me, I, honest to God, this is back in napkin stuff. Tell me who I'm missing. This okay. is this is both companies. 
Okay. Roman, Mox, Jericho, Seth, Bianca, Danielson, Sami Zayn, Sheamus, Gunther. Mm. Do we go? Are we at Carmelo Hayes yet? Ooh. Like, like, wait, like, wait. What, who am I? For? I gotta, I gotta, I gotta put MJF in there. Oh, I gotta yeah, put okay. MJF in there. He didn't uh, work a lot this year. I'm talking about like best wrestlers of 2022. Oh, just straight up. Okay, like, just straight like up. you gotta like you can you you can you you don't have to fact. It's like you know I, how, I, how many I, games did Joel Embiid miss? You know whatever. But like it's I gotta throw Bobby Lashley in there somehow. Yeah? You know what okay. I mean? Yeah. Like, but Sammy's I can make a case for Sammy being top five, right? Like I think the top three is unquestionably. Roman Mox Bianca. Like that is the the top 3 of uh-huh. the the United States wrestlers, right? I think after you get past 3, that's when you can get a little tricky, right? Like I think after you get past 3, you can make a case for uh um uh, MJF, you can make a case for Sami Zayn, you can make a case for Kevin Owens, you can make a case for uh Sheamus. You can make mm-hmm. a case for Gunther. You can make a case for my gosh, I know I'm missing somebody on the. I mean, well, I said I said Danielson and Jericho. I mean, both of them have had pretty pretty Danielson, consistently epic Jericho, years. Yeah, I mean, you could you could even you could even throw in CM Punk. You know what I mean? Sure. Like he's, he's I spent think a lot he's of time on the shelf. He spent a lot of time on the shelf. He did spend a lot of time on the shelf, but he spent a lot of time in the headlines too. True. You know what I mean? Like he's, hey, I seen. The pre CM Punk crowds and the post CM Punk crowds, especially for Dynamite, yeah, very noticeable. You know what I mean? So, well, who, Brian, am I miss? Are we missing anybody obvious? I, I'm, I mean, honestly, I haven't even like looked at. I haven't even looked at my like match rankings or looked at the rosters when I wrote when I scribbled those yeah. names down. Yeah, he's made a lot of comebacks. You can make a case for Edge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't make a lot of comebacks. Okay. Yeah. Could, His music's got to hit in the middle of this top 10 list, right? <laughs> and then, then he runs in like, my God. Oh, uh, I don't know. It's tough. When you when you measure like consistency and performance along with sort of the level that you're working at, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. it goes from the top of the tip of the top to the, you know, you kind of like making cases really quickly. Yeah. Definitely. Although I think when we Did actually I forget start, Seth? I, I mean, gosh, is Seth Cody is in there? there. Is Cody well, in there, even though he wrestled three matches? I mean, or maybe more. I mean, like, that, that I ladder match, that ladder match with Sammy Guevara for the TNT title was was a classic. Also, you was know that what in twenty twenty two? I guess. I was like, uh, yeah, it was it? like January. January, yeah. yeah. I think it was January. I think it was right before. Right, the so Rumble, maybe, so he gets. So, so sure, well, he gets on the list. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's tough. But I think when you go back and start actually looking at the numbers, Gunther and Sheamus are going to be easier easier mm. picks than they might sound when you're just like scribbling them down. Yes. Um, I mean, do you remember, do you remember how good that like Gunther Nakamura match was? You remember that whole feud, you know I mean? Like there is just like, just Gunther has been like low key carrying smack, like outside of the bloodline, like Gunther is Mr. Main event on SmackDown. So Mm -hmm. like, nah, I mean, gosh, the Sheamus match, the Nakamura matches, uh, the Ricochet matches, like, and we watched him transform physically. Yeah. Oh, dude, that dude, Whew, man, I, I look at him and I'm like, man, if they got it right with Gunther, how didn't cop topic for another day? How did they not get it right with Keith Lee? You know what I mean? Like I look at Gunther and I'm like, this is everything I, I knew Keith Lee was going to be 
Yeah. A baby face, right? <laughs> like if he stayed at WWE. But good for him, man. The body transformation, the character transformation, just incredible ring bell to bell work. Yep. And gosh, like even Gunther is, is top five wherever he's wrestling. NXT, Evolve, freaking yep. progress. It doesn't matter. That dude, Walter, whatever the hell you call him, fucking stud. Stud that dude is. Oh, he's so great. Uh, so who's gonna win this match, guys? Yeah, I mean, my pick is the is the bloodline. Mm. Um, we've taken a lot of detours to get here, but my my pick is the bloodline. Uh, I just think that you can do just about anything. You can whatever story you want to tell, you can get there without the bloodline losing. Yeah. And I think that you know, just a, it's as a notch in someone's belt. It is more meaningful to the bloodline than it could possibly be to this relatively thrown together team of the brutes drew and Ke- and ko you know mm. it's it, i i just I, I just think it makes more sense you can still have some dissension you can still have whatever but wait, wait i get another I think fantasy gotta- booking thing i'm so off topic today <laughs> what if the rock said i can't wrestle i'm filming the new gi joe movie and the <laughs> and the insurance isn't doing it but i will do just like the mcmahon trump like we each pick a wrestler thing i will be in the corner of Solo Sokoa as he goes against Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. That's the only thing I agree to do. Was anybody down for that? If you want to see The Rock get booed out the building. <laughs> he found the other, he's on the second, the, the only other guy that could get him booed. That would be oh, fantastic. Oh, yeah, 1,000%. He would get booed unmercifully. Unmercifully. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, and gosh, I... I Speaking, you know, I I did a, I did a little bit of work on Netflix with uh, Seven Bucks, and I pitched a few ideas uh, for uh, Survivor Series last year uh-huh. that would involve uh, the Rock's involvement, and all of my fantasy things that I feel like we can work in there with Rocky and 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 Co. It all ended with. Rock does not want to disappoint his fans when he doesn't have a match. So he knows. They all mm-hmm. know. He's not like, goddamn. Like, if there's anything the Rock knows, he knows his fan base. He knows what yeah. they want from him. We will not see him back in WWE unless he's ready to bump. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a. Uh, as much as I love Solo so Sokoa. Gonna, so, who do you think is going to win this match? You think the, the Brutes team? Or the, I think it's the, the brutes. I think I think um, I think Sheamus gets the win somehow. Oh, I think okay. something needs to. I think you know there's gonna be another challenger for the universal title, universal yeah. WWE titles, and I think this is a great way to get there. Somebody's got to take a pound of flesh to be like from the bloodline, and nobody's uh-huh. really taken it in two years, and this is a perfect way. To get that pound of flesh off the bloodline. I mean, we're on the road to WrestleMania the moment that that press conference starts, right? 1,000%. So do you really position somebody looking strong over Roman Reigns if you're not booking them into the main event at WrestleMania? (laughs) I mean, listen, there's a lot of ways you could do that, do what you're talking about, and still get 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 to a bloodline win, you know? I mean, you could have Sheamus like, Sheamus like, you know, well... Can he do the can he do the chest forearm move inside the cage? I don't know if that's possible. Yeah, because there's floor out there. Anyway, but you could have Sheamus basically setting Roman Reigns up for a big finish while, you know, in the four and that's in the background, in the foreground, you know, Sammy hits a blue thunder bomb on KO and gets the win for the team. You know, like whatever. Yeah. Like you could you can do those multiple things happening at once. 
But I, I mean, I would love to see Sheamus in that position. And on Monday night, he felt like he deserved to be in that position. So mm-hmm. that wouldn't shock me. It wouldn't shock me. I like that. I like the argument of of the baby faces winning to set up Sheamus as the next challenger. But I'm still going with the with the bloodline. Brian, who do you think? Yeah, I'm going with the bloodline. I think we will get Sheamus in that position, especially for the Royal Rumble, because you gotta have a solid match, especially considering where the Royal Rumble is and how many mm-hmm. you know tickets sold. So I definitely think we see Roman, but I think uh, the bloodline just going to continue to dominate. Roman said it best in that piece. They just in the second quarter of the Super Bowl. They're not nowhere near stopping. Oh, well, <laughs> him at least, but I don't see the cracks coming just yet. I know a yeah. lot of people maybe want to see it, but I think this is a great way for them to finish the year off strong. Yeah, it's like I'll believe it when I see it, right? I mean, you like it's it's a good if, if we're talking about actually betting, it's a, probably a smart move to bet on the bloodline until they start until they lose, right? I mean, because you will have made a bunch of money by that point. Um, yeah. Time out. I might change my pick. This has to be so. The Rock debuted at Survivor Series. Yep. What anniversary? Remember, of they it? had the Rock. They had the Rock anniversary. They had the whole Rock anniversary without the Rock last, last year. This, this, so last this, year? this, yeah, this is what I helped work on on Netflix, right? Like, I'm like, yeah, we're <laughs> celebrating this freaking, you know, uh, his, his um, anniversary. And then it was like, yeah, he's not going to be there. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, by the way, that. Mm. That should have been the moment when when Vince McMahon lost power and, <laughs> and was replaced. He threw a birthday party for a dude who decided who like it didn't got other show plans. Up. It did not show up. I feel like yeah, maybe maybe <laughs> rot, maybe the, if the bloodline wins, it would only be to start the road to Rock Roman. Yeah, and as the bloodline is standing tall, all united, all so, victorious. I can Wait, see. Mm. So take this back to your press conference thing. Yes. Who, who is in your mind, if we're doing a press conference for the sole purpose of talking, having somebody, a huge name, talk on a microphone, mm-hmm. who rises to that level? The Rock? Sure. Yes. Does Sasha Banks rise to that level? Yeah, I think does, so. Does Becky Lynch rise to that level? Yeah, I think so. I think those are the three. And, and Cena. And CM right. Punk, does CM Punk rise to that level? <laughs> uh, yo, yo, <laughs> the amount of trolling, if you got CM Punk at a Survivor Series press conference, don't put that into the atmosphere, bro. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. I'm not ready. I want to stay out of, I want to stay out of backstage. I want to talk about what's on the screen, damn it. Please, <laughs> let's not, let's not will CM Punk at the, in, at Survivor Series into existence. It would be please. better him standing next to Triple H, too. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. If if cult of CM- personality hits <laughs> and walks out CM Punk, does the crowd boo or cheer? They cheer. Oh, they cheer. Like oh, crazy. they go nuts. Mm-hmm. Nuts. I don't think it'll happen, but they go nuts. If they're like, hey, we got a press conference and CM Punk's on it, tune in now. Oh. Fuck an all-out press conference. Press this on your conscience. Yeah, you can have God. so much fun. <laughs> what if you just bring him back? I'm so like, I'm terrible. Like, like an emergency re- a replacement referee. Like the referee takes a bump, <laughs> and then the end of the match, Cult of Personality plays, and CM Punk in a ref shirt runs out to do yeah. like Triple H's bidding, and that would be it just like oh. 
that have triple like have have just have stop talking me into this. Stop talking me into this. I don't want to do punk it. Punk in a suit and tie at the press conference is like corporate punk. Like I th- that would be so great. Do it, please. Don't talk me into this, please. No, no, no. I've I have let the punk WWE return boat fly and ruin so many pay-per-view experiences for myself. I do not want to get back into that situation again. Please, God. If Punk ever returns to the WWE, don't surprise me. Fucking give me vignettes. Give me countdowns. Let me know the motherfucker is coming. Please. I do not want to live through another decade of CM Punk chants knowing he's not showing up. Please. (laughs) Goddamn. No. Oh man! Do we make all the picks? I think we made all the mm-hmm. picks. Has there been any breaking wrestling news while we while we've been um while we've been recording? So I've been looking through Twitter, and the only breaking wrestling news is Kenny Omega speaking on CM Punk, saying, "Quote, oh yeah, uh, I saw that. yeah." He said, "I inc- this isn't the elite versus CM Punk. Uh, these are two artists trying to show their craft. I encourage fans to let it go." and move on, which is a very classy thing to say if you didn't have fuck CM Punk chance near being the Elite video <laughs> that you just put out this week. Uh, but yeah, we do need to let it go. It's 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 been enough. Let's move on. Yeah, I agree with that too. Oh, mm-hmm. look, I'm undu- I went to the WWE Twitter page, I mean, uh, Twitter um, page, and, and there's a video of you right there. Oh, hey, hey guys, <laughs> hello. That is I. Yeah. I'll, I, I try to I try to put on my Sunday best. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't believe it. You're there you're there with Meechin, and you got the Good Brothers on video. It's nice, Matt Camp. You got yeah, guys doing, it, doing it up, doing it up. Shout out to my guys at the Bumpski. Appreciate um, y'all if you watched it. Anyway, we got all the picks. Uh, I think that yeah, you're right. I mean, listen, the CM Punk thing. I mean, the AEW thing. I had the same reaction to that. To that. Uh, Kenny Omega interview is I do the now seemingly monthly interview that somebody does with JR in which he very good naturedly explains that it wasn't his decision to not call the pay-per-view or to not call whatever match. Mm -hmm. This is why you got to have, this is why PR people, I mean, and listen, I I hate dealing, I mean, I love most of the PR people I deal with, but you hate having that extra layer between you and talent sometimes as like a journalist (laughs) But this is like there's all every single every week there will be someone who is willing to ask Jr. What are you getting demoted? Why don't we see his wife? You know, like what's going on? And Jr. is always going to be willing to answer. And this that news cycle needs to stop. There's no Mm -hmm. nothing is interesting coming is coming out of that except fake outrage. Mm -hmm. You know, so you know maybe you shouldn't do that interview every time. Even though I love it with Jr. Jr. did a great interview with me, and and uh, I'm very grateful for it. Um. It's the same thing with the Kenny Omega thing. It's like, yeah, I get you got. I know that you want to do press. I know that you got to get out there. But like, man, sometimes it's just okay to not be in front of a microphone, especially when you're like a returning <laughs> star like that that's probably doing better, more for the company by staying silent. You know, I don't, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. Not time for the tell-all interview yet. Um, and I don't know <laughs> if we'll ever get it. Anyway, anyway, we'll get it one day, hopefully. Yeah, Brian, are we missing anything? Nope, we hit everything. Happy Thanksgiving. I just sorry if, if if you see any video or audio of me eating in this. I have to. I'm doing. I I waited all day to eat, and now I'm having Burger King, which I never. Man, eat. eat your goddamn food, all right? Oh my I gotta, gosh, I got to stretch out the stomach for tomorrow. You know, I'm just like there I got to get the double burger, got to do the whole thing. 
Um, yeah, tomorrow's tomorrow's the happiest day of the year. Um, Oof, my boy. my three year old just figured out about his teachers at preschool told him about the Thanksgiving parade, which he's very excited about because they mentioned it. <laughs> I, don't, I guess that'll be fun. Um, you got a birthday over there, Kaz? Yeah, today is my daughter's birthday, her first birthday. It's Ruby's birthday. Man. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Um, thanks for all the kind of words. Um, yeah, we're we're doing it up today, man. I'm I'm excited. I feel a million things. I don't know. I didn't know what, what I was gonna feel today, but I just feel Weird. grateful and happy. And yeah, and, that's um, right. First that's birthdays all. are the are the best birthdays because it's sort of just like. It's like a like your anniversary or like like Valentine's Day or something. It's like it's yeah. just a real serious obligation between you and your wife. Yeah, because the baby doesn't care about the birthday yet. at all. <laughs> no, 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 no. But no, it's no, like no. the most. For, in some ways, it's the most significant like relationship uh, celebration you're gonna have for a while. So anyway, it's I love first birthdays. So it's great, and that's I appreciate that, all man. those feelings are man. That's all part of it, man. Thank so, you, so, bro. I appreciate that, man. Thank you. Uh, um, yeah. Oh, you want to get your plugs yeah. in on the way out the door? Yeah, man. Say less with Kazlo King and Rosie is back this week. Can't wait for you guys to check it out. Uh, have a happy Thanksgiving, y'all. I ain't got much to say. Uh, check me out on The Bump. Check me out in a new episode of This Is Awesome dropping this week on WWE, uh, I mean on Peacock. Um, not a plug, but go. Check, I'm going to go check out that Teddy Hart doc on Peacock. I heard that's pretty nuts. Uh, so I'm gonna watch that later and mm -hmm. um, catch me on MSG Network catch me right here on the Mass Man Show man and everywhere in between you can find me here you can find me on the press box you can find me on the book of wrestling um, next week next week we're not gonna have a live show but Kaz and I will be back on Monday mm -hmm. talking about Survivor Series with mm -hmm. some special guests and pay attention to the feed it's gonna look a little bit different next week and we're gonna tell you all about it on Monday uh, when you tune in for this show. We actually might have a trailer that drops even before that. So pay Ooh. attention on Monday. The, the Ringer Wrestling Show feed is going to look a little different. And and I think in a good way. Brian, are you excited? Oh, yes, sir. <laughs> good. That's all I need. Thank you so much for recording. Thanks, as always, uh, to John. Too bad he couldn't be here today. But thank you, Brian, for filling in. Um, thank you guys for listening. Have a happy, happy Thanksgiving. Apologies and bon voyage to John Moxley. We'll see you back here next week, Humanoids. Enjoy vacation, bro. Bye.